0: Okay, you guys, are you ready to get into God's Word? Can I squeeze by you? Yeah? I've got a special message, and it's, it's real short. I'm gonna just make this move right there. How about that? Okay, now, guys, we've been in the book of Revelation. You guys know where that is? Is that the first or the last book of the Bible? The last. That's right. Man, you guys are Bible scholars. I love it. You, you guys all must go to new heights. Okay, now... I want to read you something, okay? Okay, can I read you something? Behold, behold. Now, we're not going to read all of this. I just want to focus on some behold. Now, notice, this is Jesus speaking, isn't it? He says, behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. So, you know what? Hmm, we know that Jesus is coming. How do you know how, do you, we, you, how many of you guys know that Jesus is going to come back? Yeah, right? Because he came once, and he promised to come again. And so he's the coming one, but it also says he's the rewarding one, right? Okay, he promised to come again. And when he comes, he's going to reward those who have been faithful to him. Now, look with me at verse 13. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Omega. Did you guys know that that's the first and the last letter of the Greek alphabet? Probably not, but, but now you do, right? <laughs> okay. So that's the first and the last letter of the alphabet. And then he says, see, that's why he can say first and the last. The beginning and the end. So here's the deal. God's, God's the goal. God's everything, right? Jesus Christ, he's everything. He's the end game. Do you know what that means? Everything that we do in this life, we do for him, right? Yeah, Yeah. okay, you guys are following me. Now, did you know that these are terms for God? These are like names, right? They're terms for God. In fact, in Isaiah 41, Isaiah 44, Isaiah 48, they all call God in heaven, almighty God. The first, the last, the beginning, the end, all right? Now, those are names for God. Did you know I have a name? Any of you know my name? Yes. Justin. Any of you know my middle name? Yeah, my name is Justin. Even Liam doesn't know. My name, even though he's named after me, it's okay. My name is Justin Jonathan Hansen, and I was named after my grandpa. Now, I had other names growing up. Are you ready for them? So, I was called Justin. My dad called me Jesse. My grandpa called me Jay. I know, that's how I felt. The, the the look that you just gave when I said Jussie was how I felt every time he called me that. My grandpa called me JJ, Justin, Jonathan, right? And then I had some family members call me Jonathan, and then I had names at school too: Small Fry, yeah, Mini Wheat. Do you know why they called me that? Can you make? Can you take a guess? Because I was small. Yeah. So those were nicknames I had, unfortunately, growing up all throughout high school. In fact, when I was a senior and I was announced in the basketball game, it was Small Fry Justin. That's how they announced me. It's a name I had for a long time. But but when Jesus is introduced in the Bible, and he's given so many different names, there are always names that show his strength and his power, right? his grace, and his mercy. So Jesus introduces himself as God Almighty, the be-all, end-all of humanity in human history, the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end, the first, and the last. Now, I know I'm being repetitive, right? You guys know what that means? I I may have to do a dance here real soon or something. All right, but I... But here's why I'm being repetitive. Here's why I keep saying it over and over because I don't want you to miss something. It's important, right, to connect the nature of God and inviting with the power of Jesus to save. How many of you know that's why Jesus came? What's Christmas about? Living. Yeah, who, who was born? Jesus. Jesus. And why did he come? Why did he come? To save the world, to save the world right? Yeah. So listen, when and to save us, yeah, that's right, because when you invite somebody, now listen, do you guys invite people to church? Yeah? Well, listen, when you invite someone, you need to make sure that you invite them to the one who can do something for them, right? The reason we invite people to our church, whether it be our English fellowship or our Spanish fellowship, a small group, kids' ministry, or even our youth gathering, the reason we do that is because Ultimately, we want to invite that person to Jesus Christ, right? Yeah, he's the only one. And I'm going to say it again, because I know that we hear all kinds of things. But I want you to hear this. Jesus is the only one who has the power to change a life, right? So when you invite someone to, to church, you're inviting them to allow Jesus to change their life. That's the goal. We hope they find Jesus at church. So look with me at verse 16. Okay, I want to read something. Verse 16. Hold on, buddy. Hold on. It says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright and morning star. Wow. That's incredible. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but the ancient Hebrews... Use the word or the description of a star to refer to a person. Did you know that? Hold on, buddy. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. So it's kind of like what we do today. What's a star? If I say somebody's a star, what do That's I mean? That is a star. But pretend you don't see that right now. When I say there's, there's a star, what do I mean? Sometimes we call bats. You're too smart for me. What about, what about like LeBron James? Yeah, some people, some people would consider him a star, right? Yeah, now, it reminds me of something I saw when I was in Hollywood, California. Now, let me tell you. How many of you guys know where California is? Yeah, yeah some of you. Where's California? The other, the, the, other, the other side. of It feels like that sometimes. And if you go there, it really feels like it. Now, let me tell you something, though. My family originally comes from California. My great-great-grandpa... At least on my dad's side, he came from Norway and he came into Southern California, and he settled around Los Angeles. So I even have a brother who lives in Los Angeles. Can you guys say Los Angeles? Los Angeles. All right, now, I want to show you something a little bit about California, okay? Wow, see, this is what California has. Do you see this? What's that? That's the edge of you want to live there? I feel you, buddy. That's, that's the edge but of North that's the edge of North America, okay. That, don't do that. that Okay, that is a beach. So Southern California has oceans. Isn't that incredible? You guys like the ocean? Do you guys know what the ocean is living in Cincinnati? This is my son, by the way. (laughs) Let's not touch the screen, okay? All right, what's that? What's that? In and out. out. You know your pastor loves food, doesn't he? Yeah, he loves, what's his favorite food? Do you guys know? Hot dogs? Hot dogs? As long as it's in a bond with Skyline Chili. That's right. But uh, Skyline Chili is my favorite. But I'll tell you what, when I'm in California, I like a good hamburger. Okay, shh. Oh, what's that? Surfing. Surfing. Did you know that this is what my brother does all the time? How about that? He gets to surf. Oh, who's that? You guys might not know who that is. What? Who's that? That's Pastor Chuck Smith. California is the home of Calvary Chapel. You guys are so excited. I just see it. Can you not? Okay. Mom, come get our son. <laughs> now, you guys, you guys know pastor, pastor Chuck Smith really influenced me, your pastor. He played a big part in my life. And what's so neat about Pastor Chuck is his ministry started in California, and it went all over the world. Isn't that cool how God does that? You guys know that God wants to use you to do really incredible things for God's kingdom. That's pretty cool. Oh, what's that? What's that? Five, okay, yeah, don't touch. Five-time Super Bowl champions, wow. So, so <laughs> that was just for Enos. So, yep, so, so California has a football team too. Okay, oh, what's that? What's that? John Wayne, but what is that? What, what is his name on? That, there's a star, right? Did you guys know? Let me tell you something, okay? Here, focus on me. Should I do a dance? No? Okay. Let me tell you something. Did you know there are, there are 2,500 plus stars on the sidewalks of Hollywood? Did you know that? It's called the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And I've been there. I'm not that impressed. I'm going to be honest with you. But I've been there. Brass stars, just like this one, with names on it. Now, some are music stars. How many of you guys play music? You play a musical instrument? You sing? Okay. Well, some of the stars, they're music stars. Some are film stars. And that Hollywood Walk of Fame is visited, listen to this, every year by 10 million people around the world. That tells you something about our world, right? All these people traveling to see all these celebrities or so-called stars. Have you ever wondered how you get a star in Hollywood? You ever wonder how? All right, Liam says not at all. Okay, well, that's good. Now, just in case you ever want to, this is what you have to do. There's three criteria. How many? Three criteria that you have to meet before you can get a star. I'm going to tell you. Number one, you got to produce something iconic. You guys know what iconic means? you got to produce something pretty neat, pretty amazing. Shh. Okay, number two, you have to wow the selection committee. So you gotta, you got to wow a group of people that are going to say yes or no. And number three, number three you have to pay $30,000 for the Brass Star and the upkeep, and that's just for a few years, and then you got to keep paying for the upkeep, all right? So you got to produce something iconic, you got to wow the committee, and you got to cough up 30 grand, and, and that's how you get a start. Now, here's what I want to say to you. One day, and listen real carefully, one day all the world, Who? All the world will see that Jesus Christ is the ultimate star on the stage of human history, right? One day, and I'll tell you what, he qualifies. Can I tell you why he qualifies? Because he produces something really iconic. He produced the salvation of all the world. What does that mean? He he, he gave you guys an opportunity to be saved. Isn't that amazing? The whole world. So he... So he produced something pretty iconic, don't you think? Salvation, that's amazing. He also paid the price. You guys know the price he paid? and It was a lot more than 30,000. He paid with his own life, right? Yeah, with his own blood. He bought you with his own blood. And he's gonna wow, he's gonna wow the committee one day. That's why the Bible says this. Every knee, how many knees? Every, that means everyone, right? Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. That Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. He's the star. Who's the star? God, right? He's the bright and morning star. He's the one who changes people's lives. And I love that description. He's the bright and morning star. The morning star is what you see in the darkest part of the night just before the dawn. It's a beautiful description of Jesus. It's like beginning a brand new day. Don't you love it when the sun comes out and you can see You have a bright future because you had that encounter with Jesus. Now, guys, listen. Listen, I grew up in a city that had no sunshine. I grew up in a city called Seattle. Yeah, and it had no sunshine. In fact, on average, the city of Seattle, and it's beautiful, by the way. I love growing up in Seattle. Seattle had 150 days of rain. Say that. 150 days of rain. That's 41% of the year. We had to have rain. And guess what? The city of Seattle has an average of 71 days of sunshine. Only 71 days. That's just 19%, you guys. That's not a lot of sun, right? Did you know that sometimes, Do you, you guys know that sometimes not having enough light can, can cause health problems? I'm losing you, aren't I? I gotta, I gotta speed this up. I've been there. I've seen these faces every Sunday. <laughs> Oh, all right. Now here's the deal. It's because sunlight is the fuel of life, right? The energy from the sun regulates and maintains everything on Earth. So growing up in the Pacific Northwest, I experience light deprivation. Can you say that? Light deprivation. Light deprivation. Man, you guys are so good. And did you know that experts will tell you that it's because there's less lights and there's lots of clouds that it affects somebody's personality sometimes there's mood swings, there's even depression sometimes because of it, and they'll call this seasonal affective disorder. Can you repeat that? Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That's good. Or we can just say sad, right? S-A-D. We'll we'll do that. Now, if somebody was diagnosed with this, did you know the doctor would give them special lights that give uh, a Kelvin temperature just like daylight? And I even know people who went to the doctor and they prescribed this to them. They said, You got to go and you got to put this light on every day for a certain amount of time and it's going to help. So, all to prove this. Are you ready? Repeat after me. People need light to survive. survive. Yeah, that's why in the old days, you remember the cartoons where people get put in dungeons? Yeah, there's no light in dungeons, is there? No, that's why they did it, because you need light to survive, right? Okay, so you know what? This is happening in our world today. Did you know this? The devil is doing the same, especially with our young people. Yep, he's pushing people to spiritual darkness. Do you know that? He wants to put lies in your hearts and your minds. He wants you to believe them, and he wants to keep you in spiritual darkness all the days of your life. But Jesus has come so that we may have light, right? Yeah? You guys believe that? That's why Jesus said this I'm the light of the world. And whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. I want that. Do you? I don't want to walk in darkness. All right, now here's what I want to do. I think you guys are going to like this, okay? Here's what I want to do. All right, Liam, come here. What's this? That's a star. And you guys know Liam. Let's have him put this on so we can have a star. Yeah, and while he's doing that, while he's doing that, Enos thinks that star looks better than that san francisco jersey although he gave it to me guys he really did he's a wonderful person (laughs) okay yeah we're well you got it through the head there you go you got it okay all right hey look at that there's a star okay all right and here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna have isaiah our friend he's in the back he's gonna turn off all the lights here on stage we're gonna turn off all the christmas lights everybody's gonna hold real still because it might get dark okay Because I want you to understand how important light is, okay? All right, and I'm going to have the sound team turn off all the lights. All the lights. I don't know if we'll be able to do everything, but we're going to try. Oh, look at that. And look at this. So even though we have a window showing lots of lights, I still want to show you something. Do you see that? Do you see that? Yeah. So that lights up no matter where I'm at. What about if I walk down here? Can you still see it? Can you still see it? Liam, you don't jump around because you're going to fall and that won't be good. See that? Maybe that was a bad idea. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. See? You guys see the light? No matter where I go, you see the light? All right, you understand that? All right, Isaiah can turn our light back on. All right, here's the deal, guys. Here's the most important part. Are you ready? If I know I've gone along, your pastor's long-winded. And I'm closing right now. I'm rounding third base. So I need you to listen really carefully because this is the most important thing I'm going to tell you, right? Most important lesson today. I need all ears to listen really good for me because you don't want to miss this part. Last week, we learned that God's an inviting God, He invites everybody to the table. That doesn't mean everybody will go to the table because some people won't accept this invitation. But God invites everybody to the table. It's he and only he who can forgive sins and change lives. Do you guys know that? Who can forgive sins and change your life? Jesus, Jesus right? And, but, but unless you, you and me invite people, just like we said, go tell it on the mountain. All right, buddy, come here. I love my son. <laughs> He's good. All right. Unless, unless we go tell people, some people might never know. So here's the deal. God invites you. His invitation includes three things. Are you ready? Number one, to receive Jesus and become a child of God. Isn't that neat? Can you guys say that? To receive Jesus and become a child of God. So the Lord calls us to receive him as our Savior, and we get to have a personal relationship with him, and we get to do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that cool? And you know what that invitation means? It means you get to lay down the burden of trying to work out your salvation. You know, there's nothing you can do to get saved. Jesus did it all. And that takes all the pressure off you, doesn't it? When you just say, man, thank goodness that Jesus died on the cross for me. Isn't that amazing? All right, and number two, are you ready? To abide in Jesus. Can you say that? To abide in Jesus. Do you know what abide means? I didn't when I was your age either. Abiding means listening to God speak. How do we listen to God speak? Through the what? Every time you open your Bible, that's right, he will speak to you. And he does it through the Holy Spirit. That's right, Logan. Good job. Through the Holy Spirit. And then you grow and you depend on him. You need him, right? And you know him more intimately like a friend. Do you know Jesus like a friend? Do you know that Jesus is my best friend in the whole world? I'm so glad I know Jesus. All right. And the third thing, here we go. Here we go, to follow Jesus. He invites you to follow Jesus. So in order to follow Jesus, come here, buddy. Come here. In order to follow Jesus, we gotta be familiar with his character. Means we gotta know him, right? And did you know the evidence that somebody is following Jesus? Listen, here it is. It's gonna appear in our attitude, in our conduct, in our character, in our conversation, and in our relationships. That'll show that we really know Jesus. So God loves every single person every person. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to close in prayer, and then after I pray, I'm going to have Miss Mary help you, because you guys are going to find your parents. The first parent I'm going to have come is Miss Liz. Uh, Yeah, I want Miss Liz to come real quick. (laughs) All right, but we are going to pray, and here's what I want you to do. I hope that all of you know Jesus as your personal Savior, but did you know it's really easy if you don't? All you have to do is say yes to Jesus. And you get to say yes to all three of those invitations. So Jesus gets to be your Savior. You get to know Jesus. You get to follow Jesus. You get to abide in Jesus. And, and he's going to do that just like Logan said, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because when you say yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of you. And you get to experience that power. Is that not awesome? Now let's pray for all of our loved ones who don't know Jesus today. Because that's what Christmas is all about. I bet you know somebody that doesn't know Jesus you know two, you know one, you know three or four, five, that's okay, six, that's a lot of people that don't know Jesus, so what I want you to do, you know 25, wow, you know just one, 10, it's gone from four to 10, I love it, you guys are thinking of your friends, here's what we're going to do, when I'm praying, I want you to think about all those people, because that's what Christmas is about, we're going to pray that they find Jesus, can we do that? Will you close your eyes and bow your head? And we're going to pray. And we're going to have the adults join us. We're going to say, Dear Father, we love you so much. And, oh yeah. Oh, that's good. There we go. And today we celebrate that you're inviting us to your table. To be a part of your family. And Lord, we pray for all of our loved ones and friends. who don't know you that they would find you you, and experience hope and and grace and mercy. And And would you help us us be a part of inviting them to the table. table. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. And And everybody says Amen.